for me, I've had enough experiences in my life where I've been uh, near death or whatnot. And so one thing that I often have reflected back on is I haven't come across something other than time that you can't get more of in life. Right. I can make more money. I could find a new friend, a new girlfriend, a new job, a new car, a new hat, a new... But the only thing I've come across that you can't make more of is time. What's up, guys? This episode is brought to you by Crown Movement, Crown Movement, who is in support of mental health and physical wellness. Yes, sir. If you would like to support, it's as easy as clicking that link right down below in that description and going and checking out our beanies, shirts, and a wide variety of colors. These hoodies will be in that store. Look at us. In person and online Absolutely. on the 20th of November, 2022. Stay tuned and enjoy the episode. All right, all right, all right. Exciting episode. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, don't have to do the snap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's right, got yeah. it though. He he has it. He's bro. got it though. Uh, he's quick, like quick that. learner. He's like yeah, that. <laughs> I've just never heard it called this before. A dap up. What 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 is it called for you? Just like a handshake. Yeah, handshake. Exactly. Handshake. Okay. Right. That's handshake. Dap up. <laughs> same fair. same difference. Whatever you call yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair cool. enough. Ladies and gentlemen, RE Unfiltered, we're here with the boy, the man, the myth, the legend, Red Deer's very own. <laughs> Ian McNairin. That's right. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. How are you doing? Chilling. Excited. Awesome. excited. A lot of stuff coming. Yeah, really excited to be here. Yeah, it's me a, as it's well. It's an amazing day. It's been pretty cold outside for everybody in Alberta. It's been freezing. <laughs> yeah, all of a Weather's sudden within been the dropping. last week. Yeah. Just like cold, Non-stop snow. snow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's, it's been it's been a little, little hectic. Have you been to Calgary to and from a couple times yet or... Uh, not this week. Not this week. No, but uh, I did read that either Monday or yesterday, Tuesday, in a number of places in Alberta, uh, record-breaking cold. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Already wow. coldest again. Record- well, coldest recorded for the day in history. Wow, yeah. that's wow. ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, it's it's hard it's to get out there and like run still. You know, like have you been out there? I've been running every day, yeah. Yeah, outside. Yeah, these two runners, no, not outside. No, I've just been on the treadmill, which okay, is okay. Yeah. harsh, but it's been super cold. Yeah, it, honestly, it's not yeah. even worth it. Like, we've been going out for, like, our warm-ups, which are, like, 15 minutes. Right. Um, But that's kind of where I draw the line, yeah, especially right now. Even, like, the other night I was at my friend's house. She lives right across the block, so I oh, just yeah, okay. ran to get something from my car. And my lungs were like freezing. I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, I, I you know, I'm not a runner. I don't know how y'all do it. <laughs> yeah, well, it's like midwinter, midwinter cold already, and it's yeah. just the start of November. I know. No, this is something I'd expect for December, but that, yeah, that's or Alberta. January, February, January, February. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is like January, Very February true. weather. Yeah. Very true. And it was ten above the week before. Right. Yeah. I saw somewhere on on my phone that it was supposed to heat up a little bit, not extremely, but like. A little bit more than it is now because right now it's unbearable. I hate the cold, but yeah, it looks like it's supposed to be close to zero this weekend. Yeah, that's that's the Canada life. <laughs> that's <laughs> that true. Nice that's to the me. Canada life. So, obviously, right without need for introduction, most of you might know who he is. But if you don't, tell us a little bit about tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. What do you want to know? Tell us, tell us your main gigs. Okay. Your Huffington's Post dubbed one of the world's top 
ultra marathon runners. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I think this is clickbait. Clickbait? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's certainly not truthful. But not truthful? Uh, no, no, no. Uh, I mean, it was like a great article done by uh, yeah. a woman I really respect, a journalist, mm-hmm. Christina. Christina, yeah. Yeah, Frango. She's in uh, in Calgary, and she's done a couple of pieces on me in the past. Oh, yeah. Um, but I don't think she was the writer of the title of this article. Oh, okay. I fair think enough. it was like kind of clickbait. Kind of clickbait? A bit, yeah. Worked on me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, on really me. like hyped up. Uh, <laughs> the the reality of the situation but yeah my name's ian i'm uh i was born and raised in red deer born and raised that's right and i left after high school and uh, i moved back here in june it's now november Mm. i've been here for a few months and right now i'm uh, working as a physician a doctor here in red deer amazing yeah amazing what high school did you go to I went to Hunting Hills High School. Hunting Hills High School. Wow, that's right. We got we got the big three. Yeah, <laughs> you are right. arch ne- ne- nemesis. This guy's Dame. Dame. I'm Lindsay. Yeah, you're a comp. <laughs> For right. The comp. Yeah, that's what people called it. The comp. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they don't call it the comp anymore. They just anymore. call it Lindsay or Thurber. Right. Thurber. Yeah, <laughs> One yeah, of the exactly. two. Yeah, 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 not too important. That that's that's amazing though. In that article, they really Christina goes in depth, right? She that's talks, right. She talks a lot about your life and. You know, initially, like, just doing some research about you, because obviously I got to, you know, sure. can't come into the podcast <laughs> knowing nothing. Clueless. <laughs> uh-huh. um, just talking about your struggles throughout your life, just talking about the, the race in the mountains. Where was that? Um, I, I think the, the, the race that you're referring to mm-hmm. is in a, it's a, called a principality. It's not a country, but it's a standalone kind of state that's known oh, as Andorra. It's okay. in the Pyrenees Mountains. Wow. In between. That's so uh, cool. Spain and France. That's really Holy cool. Tell us about uh, that experience. How how was that going out there? Sure. Yeah. Uh, so I've been there twice. I ran that race in 2016 and 2015, I believe, back to back years. Yeah. There you go. Um, I didn't finish it the first year, and so that's why I went right. back to uh, uh, to try and finish it again. And so what she talks about in the article is when I ran it the second time mm-hmm. in the summer of 2016. And it's a it's a mountain mountainous run. It's a trail run, but it's all in the mountains. It's uh, seventy kilometers in length, and it's called the Ells Twenty Nine Hundred. And that name basically means the Twenty Nine Hundred. And so there are a number of mountains over Twenty Nine Hundred meters in oh, Andorra, see. and the race summits all of the mountains that are over Twenty Nine Hundred meters. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of unmarked uh, course. And you, uh, for the most part, can choose your own line. Um, And the way uh, the race is no longer going on, but it was a not an invitation only event, but it was one that required folks to submit kind of their resume and um, be selected for participation. Right. Okay. Because there was only about thirty participants selected from around the world to participate. Mm. um, So in those first couple years, what what happened that first year that you raced it? Uh, yeah. So I was doing, you know, went out pretty well. It's a race. It starts at midnight because, uh, there's some technical climbing, kind of rock climbing, uh, in near the end of the race. And so the idea is that they want folks to be able to get to that point in the daylight. So you right. start at midnight so that you can get there before uh, night the following day. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's a 24-hour thing, if I'm understanding that correctly. Yeah, that's right. It's be. a 24-hour uh, allotted to finish it, but you right. had to get to that checkpoint by 5 p.m. And what if you didn't? You're just done? 
Uh, no, there's a separate route that you could take, oh, but no one wants to do that. Right, obviously. No, yeah, yeah. Kinda, I mean, big pride hitter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, that, and I mean, it's just like not the, within the true kind of nature and the spirit. Yeah, of, it's kind of like at the, that point, race. it's kind of like at that point you didn't really do it. Well, I mean, you did it, but I mean, it's you like, did it, but uh, it's not the same. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, exactly. Like well, what same, do I know like, anyway? <laughs> it's, not, it's not like the same gratification. Like in the back of your mind, you'll be like, yeah, I finished, but mm-hmm. did I really truly do like the full thing yeah sure there's that but i i think it's like a like more of a, a not about uh self-gratification or uh kind of ego aspect of it but you know being aligned with the spirit of the event mm-hmm. yeah was taking the most technical um line across the sky right to run uh summit all these peaks and right. uh and so that's the truest line. Okay. Um, but you know, it's as a safety mechanism. If you didn't get there beyond f- before five p.m., you could carry on, but you'd mm-hmm. take uh, a lower version, which is all well and good. Mm-hmm. Um, no, not, it, no diss to any of those people at all. Uh, if I mean, they were well, if you finish the race, there's yeah. not many in the world who are doing this. You exactly. Know, you know, you're, you're already only. top of the top <laughs> out yeah. there, yeah, especially maybe. on the mountains. <laughs> it's pretty obscure. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the first race, the first year I did it, uh, I. Uh, was coming uh, it had snowed just a day or two before they were running it in uh, either late October or early November and so it was quite icy and snowy up oh high boy, yeah. and uh, there are no requirements in terms of what you have to bring in terms right. of gear whereas a lot of races uh, have a, a checklist of items you have to bring whether it's a certain amount of food water jacket gloves whatever whereas this race said well you're brought in to the race under your resume mm-hmm. so we're vetting you there's an assumption that you know what to do in the mountains yeah uh and so we'll leave it up to you you don't want to bring a jacket that's your call were there uh, were there a lot of people like just wearing like shorts and just oh yeah yeah most everyone wore shorts yeah, or, no, or no, tights yeah nothing super bulky i'm guessing no yeah certainly not you guys can speak more towards the racing <laughs> aspect of it because again yeah I'm you definitely clueless. do not want that much stuff. right no yeah exactly but uh on the morning well you know late night because it started at midnight but mm-hmm. at the start of the race i decided to leave my crampons out of my backpack and crampons are a tool that you attach to the bottom of your shoes or boots so that you oh, can okay uh, walk on ice. Those. <laughs> Maybe. They're, the used ice. In, they're used in ice climbing and yeah. mountaineering. Uh, and I decided not to take them because they were a bit heavy. Uh, and that's like, of course, that's Did what I ended that? up needing. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I, I, coming off of the third or the fourth peak, uh, the, uh, the 2,900 meter peaks, mm-hmm. um, I slipped on some ice and like oh, went no. sliding down the mountain oh. uh, and through the scree, like the kind of boulder field. Which is fine, wow. you know, like whatever, not too, I was unscathed, right. except for the fact that it had tore out um, my infl- insulin infusion site. Oh, no. And at the time I was using a, an insulin pump to administer uh, my insulin because I have type 1 diabetes. Yes. And so it was torn off. So I no longer had that with me and I carried on uh, for a while, um, but at a certain point I decided to to stop the race oh, and th- this was the first time that was the first year yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah, know yeah. like how yeah. far in you were when when you decided to yeah so there are three checkpoints and i pulled the plug at the second so i was about 40 to 45 kilometers in so like the full marathon almost just about uh yeah exactly yeah yeah, yeah wow yeah. so wow. i'd gone most of the way but 
really only half the way. How far were you without your your pump? Uh, I spent, in terms of time, uh, almost half a day. Wow. Yeah, something like wow. eight to 12 that's, hours. That's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it got that's like a little, I was like, that's why I had to, I decided to quit. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. because it was that's a safety safer. issue. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. like, you're risking <laughs> your own life. That's yeah. a pretty, that's a pretty big <laughs> one I'd say. Yeah, totally. It was just like, it was like, just like a shitty, uh, unfortunate accident, you know, yeah. that it got pulled out. Like I didn't, I got a bit scratched up, which is fine, but I didn't get injured, but it's like, Oh, well there's nothing I can do without that. Mm kind of just halts you right yeah. so that was the first year and i didn't finish and i decided it was such a sick event it's so beautiful the race directors are um uh, awesome guys i'm mm-hmm. now friends with i was like oh, i gotta go back i want to round two round two finish it. exactly so yeah. i was selected again to uh go back in 2016 would you say because you say they do some like research on the people that are going right to make sure everything's up to par kind of thing. Well, you have to submit an application, mm-hmm. um, like a registration as you do for any kind of race, right. um, like long mountain race or ultra marathon. Um, but in particular, this one, they wanted you to provide a resume so that oh, they could okay. make a more informed kind Choice of acceptance decision. list because they right. only took 30 people. They wanted to make sure that they could kind of vouch for people's experience and or skill. How many people were actually applying? I have no idea. No? No, I'm not sure. Interesting. I I mean, it could have been only 30, but my (laughs) guess is a little bit more, but probably not hundreds of people. Yeah. It's It's like a fairly niche sport. Yeah, it is. I mean, trail running already. I mean, Mm. running... Long distance running has grown massively in the last few decades. Oh, yeah. Whereby now there's millions of people practicing this around the world. Um, But trail running, much less so. And then extremely long distance trail running, even less so. And then something that incorporates mountaineering. Very few people are doing this in the world. Fair enough. Interesting. You know, in an absolute sense. So in, in one sense, you are one of the top. I guess just due to obscurity. <laughs> so just due to obscurity, <laughs> uh, at least you are though. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, take, whatever. Take that with take that with pride, I guess. Well, it's not for me. It's not about pride. Not it's pride, just like uh, pursuing uh, what I resonate with the exactly. most, and that brings me the most. Uh, I don't know fulfillment. I mean fulfillment mm. in a sense, but like traveling the path that feels yeah. that feels right for me now yeah. and, I, and i love that when we were having uh we we had a discussion with ian a day or two ago monday on yeah. monday, monday yeah. we were just chatting you know getting to know each other and then i just i just love your outlook on so many things right it's it's something Thank that you. a lot of people don't don't like possess right off the get-go mm. especially like you know d- teenagers are the best example because people are going up and they're learning right sure you have either the people that don't try at all the people that try too hard mm. and you have the people in the middle that are mm. kind of just like, this is what it is, mm. you know? And, and it's like, it's like, it's kind of different than being humble. I think you're just like, you know, that's just you. Mm. I, th- I think, I think you've just accepted who you are like so authentically mm. that not uh, to shove compliments everywhere, but you know, unfazed. Yeah. Maybe. I think, I, I think you're know. just, you're happy. <laughs> I'm working on being happy. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. is the most important thing, I think. Yeah, like, so you, like, you, like, no matter what anyone would say, you would just be like, yeah, yeah. How'd that second and race go? Uh, well, the second race was uh, more successful in the well, fact that I finished clearly. it. Clearly. I also, I also went <laughs> right into it. I was um, quite a bit fitter. 
Right. And you were uh, more I was prepared. stronger, more prepared, yeah. you know, physically and mentally and emotionally for it. And I had like seen the the course, um, at least the first almost two thirds of it. Was so it I very was similar the second time it was around? It's a, it was the, the, same. the exact yeah, same. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Well. Um, so I was familiar with some of it and knew part of what was required to be strong enough to do it exactly um and i was also no longer using uh, an insulin pump so that factor Mm -hmm. was not going to be an issue um and i was feeling pretty strong that summer i had prepared a lot for uh some hard um events um and i went out kind of like at the front of the uh, of the race and i i was in second position for the first maybe 30 kilometers or so of the 70. Um, <laughs> and so he summited the first of their seven 2,900 meter peaks. Right. So he summited that, um, and I was in second position, and we we're it's the middle of the night, like before 2 a.m., uh, and it was quite dewy up high, so it was in long grasses and quite uh, wet and slick underfoot, mm-hmm. and just like charging downhill in the dark, you know, with a headlamp, uh, and I wow. slipped, and well, as you do when as you're you running do. in the night, yeah, yeah. Uh, and my feet went out from underneath me, and Ooh. I fell on my butt. Oh. Did you um, slide? <laughs> no, I didn't, <laughs> but planted. I put my hands, you know, out underneath me, yeah. and I broke my thumb. Right. And, uh, right. That must have sucked. Yeah. Yeah. And I was wearing gloves because it's quite chilly overnight in a jacket. Um, and I was in a lot of pain, but I just kept like bombing downhill and I kind of slowed down as the race went on. Mm-hmm. Whereby after the first aid station around 30 kilometers or so, I was passed in third position and just slowed over the day. I was, um, it was quite painful. Um, but I decided not to take my gloves off cause I knew the thumb was pretty fucked up Yeah, and it was, but I was just like, oh, I'm just going to like, let it be. It, it wouldn't have bugged me. I don't think to see what it was looking like, but it might've made me question whether I want to keep going. Right. And I decided like, no, no, I'm fit enough, strong enough. As long as I have no troubles with diabetes and whatnot, mm. I can finish. So like this hurts, but whether I stop or I continue, it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt. Yeah. 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 It's one of those things. Yeah. It's one of those things. powering through it. Yeah. And there's nothing to be done about it today, whether I stop or not. So like, I'm just going to carry on. Wow. And it was a, it's a beautiful day. It's one of two of my favorite, um, courses that I've ran in the mountains. Mm-hmm. It's so amazing. And I, so I finished, uh, late that evening. Um, and, uh, and then that's when I took off my gloves and, <laughs> Oh god. The thumb was like pretty gnarly looking. Oh, was like it? Like the whole palm, the palmer side of uh my hand was all like blackened and I'm like oh, pretty pretty white wow. skinned. It was not yeah. looking happy. It was a bit swollen. Yeah. And then uh and then I had to have it surgically rebuilt. Surgically <laughs> rebuilt. <laughs> Would yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I'm and glad you still it, got and it. Now it's yeah, like honestly. this is normal. This is my right thumb yeah. in terms of flexion and the left one. Yeah. The left one doesn't bend gotcha. all the way. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I told you about that boxer's fracture. That's for right. for those of you who know me, you know what happened. I punched a locker. Mm. <laughs> Same so thing. Silly. Like I can like, this is normal, right? Yeah, yeah. Like I can. You see that, right? But then this one is like can't even do that without mm. twitching or pulling the other ones with it. Yeah, yeah. it's it, weird. In that case, like, are you a fan of like ibuprofen, Advil? Like, would you use any anti-inflammatory yes. remedies? Like, were you just a hundred percent? Yeah. Did yeah. you have them with you? Um, like, d- did you take? I anything? can't recall. Okay, 
Yeah. You, I, it was more I, of just I a power through it kind of thing. Oh, you mean during the race? Yes. Oh, no, I didn't use anything during the race. Okay. Oh, no. wow, just raw pain. Yeah, well, that's, <laughs> that's <laughs> life. It is what it is. Of what it yeah. is. Yeah, and, and ter- like, had I not been running, I'm mm-hmm. sure I would have taken some Tylenol or mm-hmm. ibuprofen or yeah. something yeah. else. Um, but during racing, I try to avoid that stuff. Not to try to like just have a more full experience of the pain, but in part because running already taxes your your kidneys. Yes. And taking something like uh, uh, mm. ibuprofen or extra Advil, load on it. Yeah, right, exactly, which can just, like, add to strain that's unnecessary. I don't, yeah, and it yeah. might not a, a, a f- improve the pain a whole lot. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, a, one of those things that's, like, not going to be that big of a difference, so why would you do it anyway? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And I know there's some conflicting, uh, you know, approaches. Like, yeah. uh, some people take uh, acetaminophen or ibuprofen when yeah. they're racing, but mm-hmm. lots of people try to avoid it, mm-hmm. especially in the very long-distance stuff. Yeah. Um so that they're not having any kidney injury. Right. I, I usually go on like like before my my big races, I'll mm-hmm. do do like 4 days of like Advil or ibuprofen uh if I'm having any issues. Like so oh, I'll do like okay. a like a streak okay. um building up to my race hmm. just to lower any uh any any infl- inflammation in my body. Okay. Um so that that's usually what I do personally. Interesting. Okay. Um, my Xavier, my friend Xavier, he's one that kind of showed me that. Okay. Um and yeah, I've been doing it ever since last <laughs> season. <laughs> Have you, and what have you noticed? Um, it it works. Like my body just feels fresher. I feel better. Um, anything that was bugging me completely gone. Okay. It could just be placebo. Who knows? <laughs> well, placebo it's probably not just placebo. Yeah, yeah but make sure. Make I have sure maybe. I, yeah, I, I have noticed a difference. Mm-hmm. Like I do feel better. It's crazy how that works. And this, I love. This is why I love medicine and things like that so much. Because mm. it's it, everybody reacts differently to different kinds of things, right? That's right. Yeah, yeah. It's exactly. That's impressive. Everybody, I like that. Um, take. really quick, I just want to ask you like a question: runner to runner, runner yes. to runner, anytime. Have you or do you experience runner's high? Well, what do you mean by that? Do you ever feel a sense like when you're running? Do you, mm-hmm. do you ever feel a sense of just no effort? You're just kind of like floating. Yes. Um, overhead sensation, like almost like, an like out a of meditation, body? out of body. Um, yeah. Well, it sounds like you're referring to a few different things at the same time. Um, I've, I, not on every run. Yes. And on the runs that it does happen, it's not throughout the whole course of the run. It's, I find it's more like a momentous type of thing where it's happening for a moment or I'll recognize I'm experiencing it or having this sensation and then it comes and goes. So it's kind of transient. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely this, uh, feeling of effortlessness can happen for me on runs. Yeah. I think it's the exact same for me. Like you kind of go in and out of it and it's it's not, and it's not on every run either. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it doesn't necessarily need to be a hard effort run or a long distance run. Um, and it's hard for me to predict how and when, uh, you know, or what type of run or when it would, would occur. Have I had an out-of-body experience while running Yeah, where I've been observing myself? Yes, yeah. Uh, I haven't. You haven't? Not, I think not in the way that people would okay. Uh, imagine. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember last year we were out for a long run. Right. And I will never forget this day because it's the only time I've ever felt this. Oh, here we and go. And I, yeah. I was just going along. Um... We were right by Riverbend, and we were running by the Oldie Mill plant, and I think we were like 12K into like 25. 
Yeah. And all of a sudden, I just like felt like I, I was just observing myself. That's, That's pretty, crazy. Like That's I wasn't nice. actually like running or doing anything. I kind of just felt like I was just like mm. above myself, watching myself move kind of like bird's eye view it was like a video game yeah dude it was so weird and i felt like this like overwhelming sensation like kind of like a high and and i don't even know how to explain it because i don't i'm not a drug user um i don't really drink alcohol ever so i don't really have any let's get let's get medical right so like just feeling that that that's like the closest i've ever been to anyone's definition of high Hmm. let's get medical what do you think really nice what do you think that might be attributed to you know like 6 45 in the morning like <laughs> some things to be said right about maybe it's an oxygen thing right like your brain behaves differently under the influence of um i forget what it's the, the actual term is it but less oxygen and more oxygen oh. i'd say probably unlikely mm-hmm. yeah what, do you think it's just a dopamine thing it could be um or it's just one of those things it's a phenomenon <laughs> yeah it <laughs> cannot like be explained deep sea creatures <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean there's many different ways i think that you could you know explain it or not necessarily just explain it but like tell your story tell yourself a story about what happened and why you're experiencing that um and like one way that it's thought of and this is some of the work that i did uh in my research now about a decade ago or so is looking particularly at long distance runners um, Mm -hmm. and the experience of flow or flow state, which comes out of uh, a discipline in psychology. Mm -hmm. Um, And when you're in a flow state in terms of this theory of flow, um, you can have altered sensations and altered types of experience than you would in your normal day-to-day functioning when you're not in flow and and when you're kind of when i don't want to use the term locked in because it's you know it's a transient type of experience but when you're experiencing flow and all things are aligned yeah you you can have a you're just you you just hit that yeah but you can you can have an experience that might be difficult to explain outside of something something that is personal for you and i I actually spoke with a sports psychologist Mm. um about eight months ago right end of my track season indoor and yeah he that's the very first thing he said to me he's like what brings you closest to this point Mm -hmm. to this flow is what he called it exactly Mm -hmm. what you just said and he was like, whatever brings you closest to that, just do that as often as possible. And I was like, yeah, that's what I do. I'm sure. Just, I, mean, I run every day. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's super cool. It, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know if I would strive to achieve it as often as possible or as much as possible. I mean, for me, it's more, I, it's something I'm not necessarily in control of. I recognize that. Yeah. And I'm able to maybe put myself in a position or a situation where I might be closer more susceptible yes but i'm still like i think a part of humility around these experiences is still recognizing that i'm not in control ultimately of it happening that's what makes it more special like i go out on 300 runs in a year 320 runs a year or whatever i can't predict necessarily which run it will happen on Mm -hmm. if any but so my approach then to it is more of like being thankful and stoked if and when it happens yeah mm-hmm. rather than like striving for it well i know there's a, there's a lot of times where like my runs suck right my legs are heavy <laughs> and i just uh-huh, feel yeah. like garbage 
Yes, and then of course. you have those good runs. Right. And it just makes you feel just amazing. You're just like all those bad runs, they just disappear. You're just like, yeah, this is this is why I do this. Yeah. This is why I love this. Um and I've always been told like you need to have the bad days to enjoy the good days. Mm. So I apply that to everything, including mm. running. That the good days are just as important. Certainly. Hundred percent. I like the power of perseverance that runners possess particularly because putting your bro- your your body under so much stress and it's just like you said it, it sucks <laughs> but you keep mm. going it does is 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 really important and you know Ari unfiltered that's what we're all all about is that kind of like self-worth teaching yourself these things and then being able to develop some discipline to it too mm. it's 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 amazing and that that makes me think right like for yourself um having like health issues like diabetes my dad was a diabetic i am mm. not sure right. which type I'm no, i don't remember anymore but it was one of those things that you know can get in the way of a lot of things or sometimes things just randomly happen and it just sucks mm. so what what pushed you particularly towards sports i mean that's one of the things that you're you would you say you're more known for probably more known for yeah, <laughs> yeah. for the sports for sure what what led you on that kind of like athletic path uh well i'd say largely it was my parents and maybe in particular my father mm-hmm. he definitely encouraged well no you know that's not fair to say it's both my both of my parents right but uh both my parents you know really encouraged and then provided opportunity for both mm-hmm. my younger brother and i um their two children to pursue as varied pursuits as possible music arts athletics and school and just have this this full life Mm -hmm. that was has great breadth and depth as well and there's a you know a promotion of being exposed to as much as we are able to which is an, an extreme anomalous privilege right, right. to have that oh, opportunity yeah. to not just be able to pursue music but also perv- uh, pursue arts pursue mm-hmm. multiple different sports and so one piece of that was was athletics and um both my brother and i when we were very young um as many do here in red deer in central alberta and in canada we were playing hockey okay, um, there you go and yeah. and then uh, i was playing soccer um, my brother's playing basketball and we played many different sports. Um, and I was diagnosed with type one diabetes, um, when I was 10 years old. So I was mm. a fairly young boy. Wow. That's very young. Um, you know, I didn't think I was a young boy, but <laughs> you know, it's like Fair. I was, I was, a, I was a young child for sure. Um, and, uh, my parents are very concerned, you know, and very yeah. caring and, and caring for me. Did they, did they kind of did they kind of get worried on that part or pulled back from not, I know I wouldn't say the freedom, but all the opportunities well, like overprotective mm. or anything you know? like that. Or were they still pretty lenient? Uh, I, 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 I don't, I don't view my parents as ever having been overprotective mm-hmm. uh, okay. of my brother or I, which is, um, something that I'm very grateful for. for. Oh, for sure. Uh, I think th- uh, my parents also recognize that myself in particular, I can't speak for my brother, but mm-hmm. for myself that they recognize a fairly kind of independent spirit or independent yeah. kind of personality or character. And so they, uh, for a long time, given me lots of autonomy mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. pursue what I wish as long as I'm trying hard. Um, 
and trying to be a, a good person mm-hmm. um, and learning. And so one thing, uh, though, after I was diagnosed with diabetes, my dad had um, a friend here in Red Deer and his daughter also had diabetes. Um, and he was a long distance runner. And uh, I think through their relationship and friendship um, and maybe some teaching or counseling, um, he suggested to my dad that long distance running might be like a helpful way mm. to manage and care for having diabetes. D- in part, I think due to like the the mental and emotional um, kind of commitment and dedication that can come from the practice yeah. of running, but then also the physical and physiological kind of steady state benefits that come from running whereby if you have an ongoing practice of anything whether it's like karate running basketball volleyball it doesn't really matter if you're pursuing something consistently you have you know these physical and physiological changes that provide a much more steady state rather than these highs and lows Um, and the trouble with diabetes or the challenge of the disease is that you have these highs and lows of blood sugar Mm -hmm. and if you have this ongoing kind of um, endurance type of physical pursuit in your life, it helps level the highs and level the lows. Um, it gives, and so gives I started it less chance to be kind of random. Uh, yes, mm-hmm. I think, I think that's, yeah. Sorry. I, I just wanted true. to know. No, no, no. I, I, just, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't use the term random, but it has less, um, less peaks and valleys, mm-hmm. less yeah. flux less fluctuation yeah Yeah, exactly especially the more consistently i'm running and so uh my dad encouraged me to try out running when i was like 11 years old or so so did you fall in love with it um i do love running i i I wouldn't say that i fell in love with it right away but i did my first so i started kind of doing some distance running as people would probably know it when I was somewhere in the range of 10 to 12 years old and I did my first um, 10K race on road here in Red Deer when I was, I believe, 12 years old. Which race was it? Um, it was a like a charity type of run. Um, and it was, I think it was called the Red Dress Run. Okay, cool. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yet everyone wore a red dress. Really? Yeah, yeah. This was part of the. <laughs> oh no way! <laughs> yeah, so my very first run. I, no I way! Did oh, that's dress. sick. Yeah, you have yeah. photos of that? That is I a throwback. Know. Yeah. No. So this would have been in two thousand. I don't. Oh, fair. Two thousand, maybe ninety nine. He's like, thank um, God, there's no evidence. <laughs> yeah, it might have been nineteen ninety. I would have definitely put that in a clip. Oh, no, 100%. It, it very well. I mean, I don't know if there was any photos. I um, but I remember that being the first race I did. Mm-hmm. But then I was running fairly consistently ever after that. Yeah. Um, and played fairly high-level competitive soccer and mm-hmm. other sports throughout my teenage years. And um, these all require running. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Right? When you started running, was it like, we, were you racing or were you just running? Like, you know you know that difference? Like, when you're, especially when you're younger? Oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah. like competitive rather than kind of more yeah, for like, yourself. Like, what, when did it get, like, to the point where you had that edge and that, like, seriousness about running? Hmm. Because I know mine didn't really happen until grade nine. That's right, when okay. I like really started was like, I'm locking in. I don't want anyone ahead of me. Uh-huh. Like I'm I'm beating everyone. And then I got put into like an area where everyone was like that, like college, right? Right, um, sure. Or like provincials. Yeah. So like we're all have that mentality hmm. and we all want to be first. So then you're in a place where everyone's at the same caliber. But like for you, when did you start getting that edge? 
probably in uh early on probably in middle school okay so that would be what like 13 14 years old yeah mm-hmm. kind of yeah i i ran cross country and track and field in middle school and then i ran cross country and track and field uh in high school as well okay um so in terms of some oh and fuck the best race in the world is probably the daw run oh yeah it is i is. would run this every that is year a classic. was like a that's a certified holy certified class hood class for yeah. sure <laughs> Oh, I, I, I was even, ju- so moved back in June and this summer and fall, I've been spending a lot of time running on the trails mm. down at Heritage Ranch oh, and gorgeous. just like dreaming of running the Daw Run this year. That's a landmark. Like Y'all better go check that out. <laughs> <laughs> Weird to have like an old man show up at a elementary school kids race. <laughs> I don't know. You just kind of introduce yourself. <laughs> yeah. But, but like, um, I don't know why I didn't have the insight myself, but someone's like, oh, you should visit a school and coach them for the dot run. I was like, Oh, that sounds like a much better idea. Would you like that? Oh, hell yeah. That sounds, that sounds like right up your alley. Kind of better than going and beating kids. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Training them to to beat kids for you. Well, but it's more like, so I'm at a place where it's like being at peace and happy with what you're doing is the most important. So it's like, Hey, if I can help instill some of the joy of running and the freedom of running, it doesn't matter, yeah, you know, where you place. That. Yeah, Because really it's good. like good luck winning every race in your life. Fair enough. There, there's always going to be those times, like Ethan said earlier, right? Yeah. You've got your highs and lows, sure. and it's just all part of the same process. That's, yeah, that's right. That's when I, like, really started to accept, like, there's you're not always going to win, mm-hmm. right? Um, was in high school when I went to provincials. Because mm-hmm. um, going into that, I was, like, the top guy. Right. In Red Deer, at least. Nice. Um, it was me and one other kid, and we'd always kind of bounce back and forth between who would win. Um, but then, yeah, going to Provincials, being with, like I said, all the kids that are the, the same caliber. Um, so it's a lot more competitive. You're not always going to win. Right. Um, and, like, facing that reality earlier on, right, 14 years old, 15 years old, um, I think that really, really set me up for understanding failure and accepting mm-hmm. it, learning to cope with it um, before it was too late and before I, I always wanted to win. Right. Um, mm. I think that's like a very, very important, um, realization for people to have. Um, cause I, I, I know people even at my age still that, that they don't like losing, right. They, they don't see the value in losing cause there is, there's value in losing. You I always mistakes, say, I'd say, yeah, well, I, I, I always say that there's no such thing as a loss. It's, it's a lesson. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. So whenever I lose a race, I'm like, hey, what happened? What could we have done to do better? Um, or it's just plain and simple, the other guy was better, right? Mm. So it's, it's one of the two. But I always think there's something to, to get out of every win, every loss, um, and even races that you don't race injury-wise, um, just kind of watching everyone else and just admiring and learning from everyone around you. W- what do you think about that? I think that's like a fairly uh, mature perspective for your age. I think I um, you'll find that... Um, it you will run into folks maybe many folks um regardless of age 20s 30s 40s older all the runners out there uh, well i think in all walks of life who don't want to don't want to lose who want to win um and you know this is that's fine and well for them um but i you know what i've learned and seen in others is that um it is very hard to learn a lot out of winning Oh yes, yes. Yeah. I, I I remember yeah. this quote that said, 
um, you can really get to know someone by how they handle their losses and and their hardships yeah. and because it's so easy to be happy about winning, right? Mm-hmm. It's like yeah, it's, it's so easy. It's you don't even it's need exciting to do anything. and fun. It is, totally. yeah. yeah, no, and winning is great for sure. Oh, hundred percent. But it's it might be tough to take away some new learning or understanding if you win because things went right it is yeah Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there was always this kid his name is jared house i don't know if you've ever heard the name um but he was like a grade above me and always won everything like he's never lost ever and then he went to uh where did he go bc he's in bc and he was racing there um and then like i said same caliber a little bit harder you end up with people that are in the same area as you that are going to be the same speed as you that are going to challenge you um and before that there was never any challenge Mm -hmm. right so um i'm not really close with him anymore but i'm sure that it would have been difficult to not win all the time when you've been winning all the time for the last 16 17 18 years you know Mm. um and all of a sudden you're not like the top guy anymore Mm. um for most people that would like yeah that that would hurt your ego a lot humbling experience for sure i know for me um that that's like what drove me to run and to compete was a competition to win yes Uh, exactly i remember you being a really competitive guy when we were in school together or or just (laughs) the fact that i knew my value right because then your value is kind of tested right Hmm. because you're not the best guy anymore Right. Hmm. I think I think and correct me if I'm wrong, because obviously I'm not like a sport guy, Um, but I'd say it's you kind of have to have a mixture of both. You know, you have to have that competitive spirit because it's one of the things that would drive you. Yeah. Or at least that's why uh, what I observe. Yeah. But you also have to do it for yourself. You know, you have to you have to be your norm. And if you're not happy, then you got to set yourself to where you, you can be and then where you want to be. And obviously not to let it get dangerous to the point where it's like an obsession or you're just like hammering away at that constantly with no results. And you just get frustrated with yourself, yeah. but like a healthy balance of both. Well, I got really I, I wouldn't say depressed, but I like developed a negative relationship with running uh, end of last season. Hmm. Um where you know i needed to run this time and i needed to be in this position and it wasn't so much about enjoying running it was about hitting these landmarks and these goals and once i hit them it wasn't good enough right you need to hit even faster and faster and at that point i was so mentally disattached from my my sport and my love for the sport that i wasn't even a runner anymore i was just a guy chasing times so one of our good mm. friends, Matthias, a crown guy, um, he was like, dude, no matter how fast you run, no matter how old you are, no matter when you start running, you're always a runner at the core. He said, it doesn't matter, dude. Like, none of that matters. Just go out there, enjoy yourself, and run, right? Because if you put in the work and you train and you put in the hours, the outcome is going to be what it's going to be, no matter what you do. No matter what you're aiming for, it's just going to be what it's going to be. The most important thing is that you're still a runner. You're still a runner, right? At 70 years old, you're a runner. At my age, 19, I'm a runner. Like, it doesn't matter. What's What do you think about that? Valuable piece like, of you're advice. You're always <laughs> a runner, like, no matter what you're chasing. See your gears turning. What is, what's your question? I'm, I'm curious what your thought is on 
just not developing a negative Mm. relationship Mm -hmm. with sport sure and like i said that balance too because because that that can happen really quickly competitive for yourself yeah well um i think to be i mean a little bit contrary in a sense uh Mm. I've never really been motivated by uh, competition against other runners. Okay, <clears throat> interesting. I mean, I I'd was, like uh, I'd say, in high school, <laughs> which is shortly where you're out of yes, um, yeah. in terms of timelines. But um, after high school provincials, which happens in the fall, I didn't do a whole lot of running for a number of years and I don't know that I even necessarily identify myself as a runner um, or any one particular thing. It's just like, it's like I'm Ian or I'm me. You are who you are. I don't need to be a runner. I don't need to be a climber or a skier or a a doctor or a researcher or whatever. It's just like, no, it's Mm. just me. And it's one expression of my full self. I love that. Even too. if it's something that I'm doing every day and everyone else is like, oh yeah, he's a runner or mm-hmm. he's whatever. It's like, oh yeah, well, it's it's true. It's part of me. But in terms of my running practice, um, which I mean, it probably sounds a bit bullshitty, but I mean, I probably run a huge amount more than most people who are runners. Um, so it sounds maybe a little absurd to say I'm not a runner, but it's not that I'm not a runner, but I don't necessarily... That's not like your one defining trait. Yeah. Right. Like you said, you're Ian. You have a lot to you. So so what do you identify yourself as then? Because like I know myself in 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 like my bio, my description of 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 me. Sure. I put, you know, RDP athlete. Okay. Yeah. And and that's like my label. I'm an athlete. Yeah. Yeah, Right. And and throughout my whole life. I've been an athlete. Everyone right. knows me as a track runner, right. an athlete. Mm, that's yeah. my label. Yeah, that's right. Right, and that is honestly one of my defining factors. Which is a, as which a is person. awesome. Like that's if, great. If I ever, if it feels right for you, yeah. Well, like if I was ever stripped of my ability to run, mm. right, devastating car accident, can't uh-huh. walk. Uh-huh. I, I don't know what I'd do with myself because right. that is like. It. And and then there we come right back to the question of like you learn more from a loss than you do from a win. Yeah. And then that question of like what would happen, it's like, well, you'd still be you. Yeah. And you'd have to re envision or reimagine or recreate a story of who you are. Mm-hmm. And, and I think important there is recognizing that any piece of you, whether it's a particular relationship, a romantic one, a familial one, a friendship based one, a mentorship one, a particular pursuit you have, a profession you have, or a house or possession you have. Um, isn't the totality of the definition of who you are. Yeah. And I think part of joy and uh, contentment and freedom is being allowed, uh, allowing yourself to be free of those attachments. Not that they wouldn't hurt if they were removed, but you'd s- there would still be you without yeah. running. Well, the other day we mentioned... Um, your ability to strip down to the core hmm. and and level with anybody, right? Oh. Well, um, I, I try to. And I think that that's exactly like the exact same comparison Yeah. of just stripping yourself of everything that that is attached to your name. What are you without all of those things is a question I think you have to ask yourself. I've asked myself that mm. question actually a lot of times. That is a hard question. Like what, like yeah, yeah, yeah. One, of my, one of my things was school. I was 
like <laughs> without really wanting to i was pretty academic like it was yeah. just one of those things my dad was an incredibly smart man mm-hmm. he had like 98 average in university like i'm not sure what that equates to in a gpa but practically like a 4.0 that is a 4.0 insane and and you know there was there was times where i had those losses and i had to sit down with myself and i go well, like what am i doing you know and also applies to everything else you know that you can do some of the things like oh maybe i suck at this but like what am who am i what am i that's a question that you spend your life trying to answer i feel that's not something you get the answer to immediately it's something that builds up over time maybe yeah i mean i think or another way to look at that is uh that answer can be forever changing exactly yeah that or exactly yeah. building upon right it's not yes. like yeah. that you're yeah. seeking yeah. it yeah. forever exactly. maybe you just need to continue to ask that question right and of who you are where you're from mm-hmm. where you're going and you you can lose it's super easy to lose sight of that but mm-hmm. you 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 have to have that ability to i think that's a really important one that a lot of people a lot of people a lot of people miss a lot of things these days i find <laughs> i don't know I, I it's it's a question of just looking for the answers sure you know it, you just have to what are you without running you're still ethan you know for me on like an outside perspective you're still my best friend you're still my brother and you're yeah. still a super talented creative thoughtful individual right who are you without running well <laughs> you're still a doctor you've still done uh, amazing amounts of research you're still able to level with people you know and this is me i don't know you personally mm-hmm. obviously i don't know you on that level mm-hmm. but that's that's kind of one of the things that you can you know look towards if you're trying to look on a line well i think the reason that it's so difficult to answer that question especially at at our age Mm -hmm. is we've kind of been placed in this cookie cutter pattern shape Hmm. high school wise Mm -hmm. right um we've all been through the same level of education um you know we all have our licenses cars whatever whatever we all have like the basic fundamentals going into adulthood, right? And then from that point on, it's up to us to decide what direction we're going to go and what path we're going to take, mm-hmm. right? And I think that that's like the most crucial part in our life mm-hmm. in deciding and defining who we will be one day. We've described it before like as a crossroads. Yeah. yeah. It's a it's a humongous crossroads, right? And it's it's kind of finding out you know, where do I go from here? Right. Like for myself, as I mentioned earlier, someone who was pretty academic in the past, mm-hmm. uh, I think one of my roughest years was grade 11 mm. where I kind of just wanted to goof off. I didn't really want to be the smart kid anymore. And I know COVID-19. that could sound, I know that could sound pretty, you know, but it's just one of those things that I was just like, like every time someone like asked me something in class, like, Oh, Renee knows the answer or Renee has a hundred. He, you know, mm-hmm. I was just like, no, no, I'm, I have more to me than that, right? And then and then I lost that kind of academicness because I didn't study as hard. I didn't apply myself as hard. And I was like, is this really who I want to be? And it, like like you said, it keeps coming back. It keeps coming back. It's not one of those things you have the answer to in the moment. It's ever-changing. Sure. You know? yeah. I'm just I'm, I'm curious about um, when you decided who you wanted to be because – I know you mentioned it's ever changing, but have you been through multiple changes and like in your identity and who you define yourself as? Hmm. It's getting real. <laughs> no, that's a tricky question to um, to answer. 
I, I mean, I think the way I would answer that is uh, I've had, I, I'm still a young man, but I've had many oh, yeah, years definitely, definitely. and many experiences within the few years that I've lived um, that have prompted me or provided me the opportunity to reflect on who I am and who I want to be. Uh, and for me, therefore, it's been this kind of stepwise path of learning about myself. And part of that is this inner focus of who am I when I'm stripped of all my accolades, accomplishments, defining factors. Yeah. That and like the things I do in my life, the relationships I have, but who am I at my core? And then part of it, in addition to that inner focus is like a rear facing focus of like, who do I come from? Yeah. And not just, That's so you just. know, my core family, but looking further back and further and back. And then also I think a third part is looking at the land that I'm based on, you know, in my relationship to land and all those that I have relationship with, um, who, th- how those relationships of various sorts are impacting mm-hmm who I am, what I know, what I'm doing and and where I'm going. Mm -hmm. And then the, uh, I think the fourth part for me is like the forward facing is, well, with this kind of increasing knowledge of self and where I'm situated and who I'm coming from, like, where can I go? Yeah, that's incredible. That's that's an amazing answer. And, you know, it's uh, super (laughs) tough. Like, (laughs) and it's like, sometimes it can be very heavy. It can be very confusing. It can be like uh, a little bit uh, frustrating and sad and um, tearful, but Mm -hmm. then it can also be a moment of release. uh, Yeah. Release. And also an iterative process whereby I don't have to have all the answers. Yeah. Right away. Right away. And and being content with that. Yeah. Yeah, And that's the thing. It's like sitting with that difficulty. And then it's like, for me, it's like, this is part of why running uh, or endurance Mm. sport or endurance activities, especially outdoors in nature in the mountains and elsewhere Mm. is such a excellent kind of um, fit for this. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Because a lot of times when you're doing long distance endurance types endeavors, you have to be, comfortable to sit with that discontent yes where you're not going to have an answer or a finish right now it'll come later or it may not come at all but you have to you have to accept that yeah well the difficult so like in these long distance fucking things you're going to be out there on your own relying only on your own ability your own grit your own mind your own body your own heart your own spirit for a long time potentially Mm -hmm. and it's only up to you to carry on Mm -hmm. and it's like it can be very difficult but you have to sit with that and then take another step yeah that's that's the beauty of our sport keep going perseverance yeah like no matter what you have who you are like gear wise um we're all Mm -hmm. out there on the trails we're all doing the exact same sport right i'm going to nationals this weekend right Mm -hmm. and there is i don't know three feet of snow on the ground there and everyone is like, oh, like it's going to suck. Like it's going to be so tough. I'm like, guys, we're all in the same playing field. That's right. Like, mm-hmm. like, what do you think is going to be different from our team running and their team running? Like they have yeah. no advantage over us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, we're all on the same thing. We are all 
on the same level yeah. right mm-hmm. no one has any ups on anybody it doesn't it doesn't matter we've talked That's about right. that in past episodes too um w- when you can look at like our like episode i think it was 18 or something like that we're talking about how you can't just slap a label on yourself you know you have to keep taking those steps and eventually you'll find out but or you may like i like we keep saying we may never have the answer for me so tying that all back into like the story about the school stuff right at the end of the day i just sat down with myself and i was like it doesn't matter if i'm not like the valedictorian next year it doesn't matter if i don't feel like what matters is me it doesn't matter if i have to or want to keep applying myself yeah as long as i'm happy where i with where i'm at well i've I'm spoken, still renee I've, I've spoken to the valedictorians mm-hmm. that i graduated with mm-hmm. and you know they were like or i was like was was it worth it like and they were like not really right no. and and that's 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 where in part i asked myself those questions like do i really want this or do i kind of want to live a little you know and that's that's a, that's a hard one to say too because we say you know when you're just going oh let's live a little you know nobody cares right if you want to be where you want to be you have to apply yourself yeah but you also have to question if you're happy with it yeah well the the thing is nobody cares if you live a little or if you stay in for the night and study yeah right no one cares if you go to the party or if you get an a on your test yeah right nobody gives a shit it's just about you and you being content with your decisions and the repercussions caused by your mm -hmm. decisions is it worth it to you yeah yeah 100 percent. oh i love that (laughs) i love i love this episode this episode's so sick it's a sick episode (laughs) um i want to i want to kind of step away a little bit from running okay (laughs) sure sure sure. we've been we've been talking about i feel like a runner right now that's something i might have to try out (laughs) you have the shoes i do have the shoes that's something (laughs) i'll get on because my cardio honestly isn't that great (laughs) but it takes about i don't know 10 years oh god (laughs) just kidding just kidding so like we said running isn't the only thing that defines you guys there's more to you is there more what would you say is your <laughs> other your other dualities like you're a doctor you love helping right. people you've told us that you've done a lot of research on runners and things like that which also i find fascinating mm-hmm. yeah all of those things like what more is there to you i know <laughs> it's not just running <laughs> well what what part would you like to know about whatever you think is the most interesting or whatever you think is the most inspiring hmm i i actually have a specific yeah okay area on. um sure relationship wise oh yeah mm-hmm. ah the question that keeps I, coming up i want to know hmm. how you person to person mm-hmm. no matter who it is romantic relationships fa- familial uh friendships um how you manage your time first of all yeah as being an athlete yeah. uh, a doctor right, right. full-time uh physician adult, adult. <laughs> um first of all how, how do you manage your time and these relationships and um where do these people fall in your in your life really curious to know because for us you know growing up it's hard to Mm. figure that out yeah (laughs) that is my biggest question Mm. how do i how do i do this how do i organize my life properly yeah great question um yeah oh Oh, (laughs) yeah i've been a full-time adult for a little while (laughs) yeah (laughs) 
uh, I've had lots of, uh, I mean, I've been blessed to have lots of relationships mm-hmm. of like various sorts, um, of various intimacies and vulnerabilities, um, throughout my life and still do. Um, I think like one of the most important pieces, if I could like share, and it's something that I'm always practicing on, but especially if I could hear this when I was 18, 19, 20 years old is, um, the more present you can be with whomever you're relating to in that moment, the greater your relationship will be. Okay. Right. And the, like, so I, I try to apply this with all relationships that I have. Um, and it's a work in progress. So I'm not always <laughs> achieving it as, as I would like. Um, but you know, you can think of this in the doctor patient relationship where I might only be able to have five minutes with you or 10 or 15 or 20 minutes. And it doesn't mean I don't want more time or didn't wish we could have more time. But if I'm only able to see you for 15 minutes or go on a date and we're just having dinner or hanging out with my brother and having coffee or whatever the amount of time is, you can make that time feel incredibly full by being present with someone i love that perspective it's it's a very difficult thing to do because i have difficult i actually try to practice the exact same thing Mm -hmm. um ever since i was young i I hated people on their phones Mm. when i was you know at a restaurant um i see a couple on their phones i'm just like well what's the the hell (laughs) right um and and whenever i'm around people um I'm just like, yeah, like no phones, please. Like, let's, you know, we're, we're together. Sure. We're blessed to be in each other's presence. You know, let's, let's enjoy each other's company. Live in the moment. Yeah. Um, and yeah. something like recently, what I've been really, really trying to do mm-hmm. is I have so many things that I'm doing in mm-hmm. my day, like start to finish. It's a full schedule. Mm-hmm. So every time slot, that's the only thing that I want to be on my mind. Uh, right. Yeah. So right now I'm not thinking about, my class I had before this mm-hmm. or the homework I need to do after this. Mm-hmm. I am 100% engaged, present with you, Ian, and with Renee and with our audience. And and this is what I'm doing right now. 100%, right? Being Thank in the you. Moment. And then once we wrap up, mm-hmm. then I'm going to be 100% on my homework and I'm not going to be thinking about my run after mm. or about the podcast, right? And I think that you get a better quality of life mm-hmm. by doing that. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a fairly well well known well known fact, yeah, which is great. Yeah, hundred percent. But it's hard, and I'd say take it easy on yourself if you're if you're not slipping up. Right? Yeah, I, that's okay. I coming out of that, you get so many things that I like to call like refocus periods because it's yeah. it's hard to keep that kind of discipline up too. It's mm-hmm. difficult, dude. It, it's hard to just like straight side it, you know, no like just tunnel vision it a little it's bit. It's also hard not to beat yourself up. Right. Because I don't know about you, but I have really high standards and like expectations for myself. Sure. And th- um, I think that's not a bad thing to have. Yeah. It's it's not a bad thing, but it can be um, draining at times. Mm. It sure. Can be, yeah. It can be very taxing. Yeah. And like we said earlier, you got you to gotta kind of be careful and not make it one of those things that will end up making you hate yourself. Yeah. Yeah. You know? It's it's. It's all about balance. We said it before. <laughs> it's yeah, all think, about balance. Yeah. And I think it's like not a bad thing to have high standards or expectations for yourself, mm-hmm. but also to be kind and gentle 
um, and respectful of yourself if yeah. you're not meeting those expectations. And I think it's important to ask yourself why you're not meeting those expectations. Oh, that's reevaluate. Therefore, do you need to reevaluate the actual expectation that mm-hmm. you have, or you know, wasn't it unreasonable, mm-hmm. um, or or what? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if we go back to the relationships, that's uh, you know, I think that's just like a tip that I would offer to you guys being being s- being young recently out of high school is the more f- present you can be mm-hmm. i think the more you will you know feel connected to those you're with and the uh-huh. m- more connected they will i mean it'll be apparent and obvious but um to answer the question more fully um one thing i've been working on um over the recent years more and more focusedly has been um <laughs> trying to learn uh about myself and who i am more so how i react to um situations of conflict mm-hmm. of ease and what i'm looking for and what i'm seeking and i'm and it may sound very kind of cliche um but so that i can put out into the world you know that w- which i'm seeking yeah not cliche at all we say the cliche well, thing cliche in a, a sense but, a but it's like but i think bit. it's also just a cliche in the sense that I, th- it may be, uh, you know, promoted frequently, but I think mm-hmm. it's because it's such a foundational mm-hmm. thing until I can myself be that, which I'm seeking, mm-hmm. it'll be hard to have the most fulfilling yeah. friendship, the mo- be the most fulfilling son, the most fulfilling brother, lover, husband, 100%. boyfriend, whatever. Like, yeah. Well, I, what I mean, what I mean when I say that is the most, the most cliche things. And I, I've said this before as well. There's a lot of things we say, um, the cliche is always going to be the truest. There's a reason why it's cliche. Yeah. You know? Oftentimes. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you believe that, um, at our core being like a, a person in general is something that needs to be practiced as, oh, as in, mean? as in like communicating with people reacting. Like, do you totally, do you journal your reactions do you journal your experiences uh, and, i do a lot of writing kind of like mm, that's good acknowledge what's happened and be like oh like why did i react this way and like change it or uh like like yes yeah i say uh, yeah I th- uh, all aspects of relationship are practiced mm-hmm. okay yeah, yeah okay. you gotta you gotta adjust to what happens i, I like that because there's a lot of times sometimes too when i like get in an argument with a friend mm. or in a disagreeable situation or moment I, I always I after after it happens I always sit back and go hmm. what did I do what did the mm-hmm. other person do how did I react to that yeah you know you got to look at it that way or else you're not going to change the behavior you're not going to be a better person it's just going to stay the same way I think the hardest thing is when they're wrong and you know they're wrong but you can't tell them they're wrong mm. and there's there's times <laughs> where um what do they call it cognitive dissonance there's sometimes where you just have to just stop that yeah. conversation or walk, walk whatever away. whatever is happening not even necessarily having to walk away but just maybe bringing the focus on something else right like if it's gotten to the point where it's just butting heads all the time you just need to okay something else change the topic or walk away yeah mm-hmm. yeah relationships so one one thing i struggle with mm-hmm. is and I, like I said, and I keep saying, I love the perspective of being there in the moment, being present. Mm-hmm. But one of the things I struggle with is being there in the first place, mm, right? Sure. It, okay. It's it's hard, yeah. Because for myself, I I'm 
I'm noticing that I'm in getting getting increasingly busy with life, having oh. more things to do. Right. Um, Ethan's also the same way, right? Connect mm-hmm. me if I'm wrong. But Tasks running, are just piling homework, on. working, yeah. right? And there, there's it's it's hard. Like I haven't sat down with my mother in quite a while and just have like a. Hmm you know, real conversation or with my friends and family, like right. sometimes it gets really hard, you know, right. how, how it's, it's, I, I feel like it's a time balancing thing, but sure for yourself, is. how have you found that to be true in your life? Like, have I found that to be true? Yeah. Like you're a doctor, right? And That's then right. you're an athlete as well. You have all of these things, like a lot of people do. And, and right. you have all uh, these different relationships. Like you're here with us and, and we mm-hmm. have only been speaking for, Maybe three weeks. Yeah. And you already right. made this time for us and you're making, right. making and creating time. this connection with us. Making yeah. time. How do you make time? <laughs> oh. How do you make time? I don't make time. You don't make time? No. I mean, we were all given the same amount of minutes in the day, right? Mm-hmm. 1,440. Right. Right. And it's up to us to choose how to use them. And of course, there are like constraints in everyone's mm-hmm. life. Like most people have to work to afford money to mm-hmm. be able to afford to live and eat and whatnot. Um, and how do I make time? I, I, I think part of it is that, that practicing of presence, mm-hmm. right? Cause we could have five minutes and it can feel like a long time. Yeah. You I just, you just have to choose to be there. I think this is a, lo- is, is a great part of it, right? Mm-hmm. Is, is that choice? And, and part of that is prioritizing what yeah. you need to do and can't not do Mm -hmm. right and those might be the constraints that i'm speaking of and therefore you have to do it as part of your life whether it's for now or forever or for a set period of time but amongst the time that's not i think constrained i think and this is part of what i'm mentioning about you know trying to really learn about myself is how do i want to be spending my life Mm -hmm. you finding that satisfaction or not even a question of satisfaction. It's just finding in general. Yeah. Well, what if today was last day? Exactly. Yeah. Right. And it doesn't mean to go and be extravagant every mm. day. Right. And, you know, because we need some balance and longevity. Yeah. Um, and we can't just live in excess all the time. Yeah. But if you, I, I for me, I've had enough experiences in my life where I've been uh, near death or whatnot. Yes, I was going to bring that up actually. Yeah. The finite aspect of life mm. and the fact that, and so one thing that I often have reflected back on is I haven't come across something other than time that you can't get more of in life. Right. I can make more money. I could find a new friend, a new girlfriend, a new job, a new car, a new hat, a new. You think you can find or and rebuild relationships, replace relationships? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we can talk on that in just a sec. But the only thing I've come across that you can't make more of is time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you right? can't. Yeah. And so, you know, whether you want to like explore this in the idea of a love language and that qu- time is your best way of expressing Mm. or receiving love or if you just want to think about it in like this is my life Mm. i have a certain amount of time i don't know how much time that is but i'm not getting more than Mm. what i get and it's like like right what what do you you have to decide what to to do with that yeah and for me and so what i've reflected on increasingly so over the last few years but it's gotten more and more every week and day over Mm -hmm. recent time is uh 
not wasting that gift. Mm-hmm. The gift yeah. of time. It's always or taken. life. Yeah. Or right. Life. Like I woke up this morning. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Being thankful. We had an episode on that. And it's not just, I mean, yes, thankfulness or gratitude, but it's like, I have been given a gift of today Yeah, and I am continuing to be gifted. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, what do you do with that gift? And for me, it's to not sacrifice that gift. To not waste it. Yeah. Right. And Um, hold on, hold on. Sorry, sorry. Hold on. Go ahead. Before, like... That's such a tough one because you're you're all you're you're constantly put in in the day and you have all these things to do. Mm-hmm. So would you also say, right, like it's not always about having to do um not the most important things, but like it's not always about work. Life isn't always about tunnel visioning what you have to do. Sometimes you have to take some time and enjoy it with the ones closest to you because you don't know if tomorrow might be the last day kind of thing. Yeah, I try to have never t- tunnel view. Mm-hmm. Really? Keep your well, aspects. I say try not to. Okay, well, I won't, I won't lie to you. The way the way I have been <laughs> yeah. is, right? you know, yeah. every day is a grind, right? Every ah. day is... Have, have you ever heard of, uh, like, hustle mindset or... Yes. Some people can even... Or sigma have, culture. Yeah, sigma <laughs> culture. Okay, I've not heard of that term, but... It's, yeah. It, yeah, hustler's it, mindset, basically. Essentially, it's mm. just like always working, mm. right? 24 hours a day, like grind, mm. grind, grind, grind. And it's, grind. it's, it's hard and it's scary because... I don't want to waste any time and not yeah, make progress. It, the, the more oh. the more I focus on that, right? Because huh. Ethan and I have so many things <laughs> that we want to do, places where we want to be, right? Sure. We have all these ambitions, but... And you you learn this from like since you're in school, right? You have stories like Macbeth that you can't let your ambition, you know, derail you, yeah. throw you off the path. So, well, I look at, at time as an an investment. Okay. So, I'm investing my time in school so that I can have a degree one day. Okay. And investing my time in school so that I can have uh, an expansion of my mind and sure, knowledge. Yeah. I invest my time in running because it gives me a return. Right. I I invest my time in the podcast because I love meeting people, um, creating new relationships, Mm -hmm. experiences. So like if I'm not going to receive a return on my investment, Mm. why would I be investing? Right. Mm, That's I think that's you've offered yourself a question to reflect on. Yeah. (laughs) That's something to think about. Yeah. Well, maybe. Right. Like all these things are not bad to do. Mm -hmm. These are all good pursuits to good pursuits if you want to be doing them i think an important question to ask yourself ethan is why for and is the why for everything you do and is the why to get something out of it and should Mm -hmm. it be or should it not be well that's for you to decide yeah Yeah. and right i mean i my what i've done is um it's changed over time, obviously, and it's changing as mm-hmm. I learn more about myself and find myself in the world. Um, but I'm attempting, and I come from great privilege, so it's, you know, take that, take what I say with a grain of salt. But what I'm trying to do with my time, whether it's reading, writing, working in the hospital, uh, doing some research, running, skiing, whatever it is, I'm part of the part part of whatever the the thing that I'm doing the conversation I'm having the activity I'm undertaking is for that experience itself mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to be present right 
to well to be present yes but uh more so than just uh being present it's enjoying what's happening Mm-hmm. while in I'm in doing it moment. rather than doing it for the hopes of progress mm-hmm. because okay. it, it'll the, come along uh, the way development inevitably inevitably right not having that tunnel vision right so yeah. enjoy the process not the end goal right like if I just mean like, part like so we said. can think of like even right now uh, this conversation that yeah. we're having yeah. you know you're recording a podcast but what happens if this evening you realized you didn't record it? Yeah, <laughs> that's or, happened or after. Yeah, it's right, happened right. before. But, you know, that's <laughs> the, like, yeah. it's kind of a rhetorical question because mm-hmm. it's, well, was then this all for nothing? No, and this is still me, an amazing conversation so, so, whether yeah, or not so it's, to me it's like, or not. Well, it's not necessarily just about progress because right. we get to develop our relationship together. Maybe I get to learn something about each of you. You can hear something <laughs> from me or whatever. Yeah. And if it also helps in the pursuit of your podcast vision or game cool but ultimately like this is what's going on right now that's insane yeah but i mean (laughs) if you try to have this as a practice at least this is what i've been trying yeah because if you're trying this as a practice then there's thankfulness and gratitude and respect for what i'm experiencing at each time even if it's like i'm in bed crying because i'm remembering something that happened what like whatever or i'm like on the side of the trail exhausted and tired and whatever if i can respect the sensation and the experience that i'm having then i get to live it more fully and oh my god like what could you want more in life than to live it more fully Right, like yeah. in terms of presence, it's rather incredible. than looking back and like, oh yeah, that was super awesome. But <laughs> I can't, you know, you'll never relive that. Yeah, you'll never relive yeah. it, and you might recreate it, maybe. But it'll never be maybe. one for one. Yeah, exactly. So it's like I'm wanting to have as deep an experience with whatever I'm doing, whether it's getting to yeah. know you and hearing about your dad and mm-hmm. having coffee or mm-hmm. whatever, mm-hmm. or like climbing a mountain. It ultimately and. It's okay whether it's hard, whether it's sad, whether it's scary, whether it's happy and light or funny yeah. or whatever. It's like I'm here for all of the experience. Yeah. And and that doesn't exist That's anymore. Incredible. Really? Oh, it does. Well, it does, <laughs> but like I mean it's in, in our generation. Yeah, it's, and I it's don't very know why. difficult. It's hard to come across. Yeah, that's it's, that's what I keep. It's because yeah. you can go on your phone and rewatch it. That's, that's what. That's no, why. That's, that's why I keep saying like so many people have lost sight of so many things today, sure. these days, yeah. in recent times. Yeah, and I think that there's an aspect to so social media mm. and electronic mm. use of phones, whatever. You know, you're always having this like proliferation yeah. of the ability to watch other people living life even if it's in snippets if it's edited if it's filtered or whatever um that's why we're unfiltered and that's it's (laughs) real life too right it's part of real life but it's you're choosing to spend your time doing that and that's fine right if it's bringing you it's it's fine you don't need a reason necessarily Mm. but part of it is my concern and what i've observed i think i get the impression is that it is coming at the cost of people being able to focus yes absolutely man focus especially if it's like we go from long form written story film or whatever down to now like yeah you can watch this for two seconds and then you're on to the next thing well with our episode our we, we don't have a lot of people that watch the full episode i'm sure because this is very raw 
listening content, right? Mm-hmm. And and it's not very stimulating mm-hmm. the entire way off the bat, mm-hmm. right? That we're talking about stuff that people maybe don't want to talk about and don't want to hear, right? Um, it's good for them to hear. It's really good for them to talk about it. Yeah, possibly. But, but it's 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 not you know bam bam in their face boom 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 thirty That's seconds right. of really high dopamine and then it's just like okay the next thing. Yeah, right? it's not necessarily. It's dramatic. a conversation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I think part uh, of it yeah. too is that they're not necessarily involved. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. I think there's like an ability to relate, but yeah. uh, for the most part, when you're watching and listening to some other people's conversation, you're on the outside. Yeah. And like, I, I don't, and I have yet to find a way to bring people into that conversation that they're not a part of. I'm trying to figure that. That's yeah. what we're trying to figure yeah, out. Of course, of course. I, I yeah. know you guys are, but it's like, I don't know that I have the solution, but part <laughs> of it is it's tough. It becomes an mm. exercise in like voyeurism in, mm. in a sense. And like imagining what folks are, you know, us as the folks yeah. are speaking of. Well, I'll say it time yeah. and time again. Yeah. It's one of those things that, and I've had people that have watched the full episode. Usually it's going to be friends or family, mm-hmm. yeah. but I will keep doing this as much as I have to, if it gives some, someone something, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I've always had that one person that says, whatever you guys talked about in that one episode really resonated with me. Mm-hmm. That's actually really helped me. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, it's not that I get like a high off of that, mm-hmm. But it just makes me know that, that, you know, it's like kind of the right path. Yeah. You know? And if nobody watched it, if as long if as you're getting something out it, of it. I'll always get something out of it. Right. That's th- from well, the get-go from first the get-go, episode. From the get-go, we created this because we were just talking alone. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And then we were like, let's share it with people. Because we, we, we're going to have mm-hmm. these conversations at a coffee shop with Ian whether or not there's a camera and a mm-hmm. backdrop and mics, right? right. Mm-hmm. We we had a very similar talk on Monday, mm-hmm. and similar, there yeah. was nothing no, happening, yeah. right? Yeah. And, Unfiltered. And, but but we want to share this uh. <laughs> with people because we <laughs> sure. we yeah. want to share your experiences, which we resonate with, yeah. right? Which we want people to resonate. God, with. I hope that camera's still recording. <laughs> 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 and that's the whole thing. Sure, yes, Re-unfiltered. Th- yeah, that's yeah. man, yeah. Because we said it f- in the very first episode, even if nobody watches this, mm-hmm. right? I will be able to watch it. Ethan will be able to watch it. You'll be able to watch it. If it doesn't record, maybe not on our phones, but in our memories. Yeah. And that's yeah. how you grow, that's how you evolve, that's how you keep going. Even if you look at our very first episode, which was in April, I believe. May. May. Beginning of May? Yeah. Um, a lot's changed since then. Mm-hmm. Our mentality, like even... I'm, I always say I'm not the like same person I was ago, five minutes ago. Meeting you, my mentality has changed. Mm-hmm. Right? The way I, I view certain things have kind of shifted in a way where going forward, um, I may not make certain decisions that I would have before in incurring your point of view mm. right so that's like the beauty of it is we can shift so many people's minds in the right direction or give them or, or give, give them, them the ability to, to. About. Yes. give them the ability give to. them the tools right and and the insight and uh i i just think that it's such a beautiful thing right because because like you said we kind of think a little bit older than we are right mm-hmm. um and and I know a lot of people that are, are are our age that that don't really think the same way as us, which is like 
we always say completely fine, right? They're living their life. It's 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 they're, a they're maturity thing, thing because we're the product of what we've been through. Yeah. And for some people that accelerates, for some people that Well, that, that's what it, it is. We're not the way we are for mm-hmm. no reason. Mm-hmm. Right? We're not the way we are just because we decided to one day. We're the way we are because of our past and mm-hmm. what is to be our future. Mm-hmm. Right? And and also in the in the last episode we had uh, our guest Michael Barker shout out to him sick yes, guy very cool um, he also told us kind of echoes of what you were saying earlier is that no matter what it is you're doing as long as you're enjoying it mm-hmm. as long as there's purpose as long as you're present everything else will follow along yeah and I think that's hearing it from you too right like it's really I haven't heard you talk once about money. <laughs> I, I haven't heard that word or any, you know, materialistic huh. possessions. Like, that is just, like, you're, it doesn't matter. I don't have very much money. Yeah. Well, uh, being a doctor, <laughs> right? People would assume. People would assume. Uh, sure, yeah. Like, it, it it would just be an assumption, right? But I love how you're just, ha- you're just happy with it. You're just, you're just happy with your life. Yes. Yeah. And it, money and is not my pursuit. I do, yeah. I would say I, I, I have enough to live. Yeah. And it, it it's everyone else's pursuit is money, right? And it and is. seeing somebody that it isn't their pursuit mm-hmm. is very inspiring. Mm-hmm. And it also gives me hope, right? Well, you uh, you're sponsored by North Face, right? That's right. And a couple other play, uh brands. Yeah, yeah he's Smartwool. Smartwool. So he used to be sponsored by Cliff. Um mm-hmm. a couple other nutrition brands I saw on your Instagram. Yeah, exact nutrition. But that that, yes. that, that, that t- at the end of the day that's it doesn't really matter. I mean, uh, of course it matters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? It doesn't matter to the point where it influences how you speak to people. Because you it wouldn't introduce yourself as, hi, you. I'm Ian, sponsored by North Face. <laughs> right? That's right. Like, like, yeah, that like, might be more of an observation than like a question or a statement. But, right, like money is such a big one in, in this world, especially now. Right. Because you have to have or I guess you don't have to, but you have to. The most common conception is that you have to have money to do things. Right. You, but you you do. I mean, to a certain extent, if you want to if you want to do certain things. Right. Well, yeah. You can't go to the muse amusement park without, without money, with yeah. no money. Right. You can't just you can't in. get in a car without any money because you got to go buy gas. Mm-hmm. Right. It's just, it's just like you need money. Trick trick your thing to think about. Right. Because. The, the sponsorships like like ev- anyone would want to be sponsored if you think about like any person in high school that's like really applying themselves and wants to be that guy wants to be that athlete you know they would obviously love a sponsor right probably it, it's one of those is, things but is is your sponsor something that um you use to your advantage to better your ability to be the best athlete you can be or is it something that you kind of like hold near and dear to like your identity? Well, I think there's a few parts to it. I've and it's changed over the years. I the first sponsorship I had began in 2012, so mm-hmm. it's been 11 years. Yeah, yeah, it's been 11 years, and I s- s- then was first sponsored by the North Face in 2013. So it's mm-hmm. been a decade. Oh wow, you've been with them for 10 years. Yeah, that's right. So real oh, quick, <laughs> real quick, are their jackets warm? Oh yeah, there's good <laughs> stuff. Yeah, they they have a wide they have a wide range of jackets, but because man, those I, things I be them. like four hundred bucks, but I'm like I should probably invest. <laughs> and it, you know, I would definitely promote them, but it's hard mm. for me. Mm-hmm. I think like also from my heart, it's hard yeah. for me to say that everyone should get one. 
you know right. i mean everyone should be what, what do I want to say? I mean, I, I, I think there's some of the highest yeah, quality, yeah. Uh, like mountaineering and outdoor mm. uh, gear made. And this sure. is not and a paid the, promotion. And the brand <laughs> is awesome, and I've loved working yeah. with them. Um, but it's easy for me to say when I've been provided the access to have that. Yeah, exactly. like, would you have the right? same opinion and point of view if you weren't sponsored by them? Like if you well, were in terms of the quality of the gear, yeah, for mm, sure. Okay. And, and, and you know, I, I definitely recommend it to anybody. But it's again, I have a biased opinion because I've been provided access to something that is so expensive mm, yeah. for the for the average person to be able to afford. That um, I mean, it's provided me like great opportunity, but it's hard for others to necessarily like there's a great barrier to mm. entry for some, for some of the pieces. Um, has it helped me as an athlete? A hundred percent. I mean, if you help somebody in their pursuit and in my case, it was running and skiing and climbing, which are three of their main um, kind of foci. And I happen to love to be able to do all these things, ski mountaineering, climbing, ice and rock climbing and, and trail and ultra running. Um, they helped the sponsorship with them removed some barriers to my access, even as an already privileged person that it just made it easier. And the funding that I've received over the decade has helped me travel, you know, and and participate in more Mm. races than I I could. Mm. Um, That's just one of the things that followed. Yeah. And for most of that decade, I was not making a whole lot of money. Mm -hmm. I was a student for much of that time. And, uh, but you still managed to to support balance all that out, which uh, again, I find super inspiring because I'm at that point in life. It's just like, how the hell do I balance all of these things out without sacrificing myself? Cause most people, you know, they choose one thing, right? They're like, sure. For the next, you know, X amount of months, I'm a student. Right. And Mm -hmm. then I'm going to work. Yeah. But, like for Renee and I, <laughs> you know, I, I'm a like student, I'm an athlete, I'm working X amount of hours a week. Mm-hmm. I podcast, I prioritize this heavily, mm-hmm. working on Crown when I have the time. I need mm-hmm. to study when I have the time. And it's, it's all about when I have the time. Want to be entrepreneurs. Right? Yeah. It's, it's when I have the time right. for everything. Sure. It's like, hey, when, when, when can we hang out? And it's like, like I got to check when I have the time. Whereas most people, they're like, oh, I'm done class here and then I have nothing to do for the rest of the day. So, you know, I guess going going back to the original question, it's not it's not more so like the sponsorship as the idea. Yes. It's as as Ian, right? Mm -hmm. You're still Ian with or without the sponsorship. Would I be correct in saying that? Yes. Obviously. Right. It's like just a no brainer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. And so. It's not one of it's one of those things that you can and could live without. That yes. that was like part of that question. Yeah. Are, I was trying to are you like yeah. the same quality of Ian without it? Because that's what's like mind boggling mm-hmm. for me. Like like would I still be the same respectable athlete if I wasn't associated with a collegiate team? Well, you better be. Yeah, I I, I better be right yeah. exactly. Yeah. So it's the same, same. Yeah, for and you. so I, so I think maybe like a, a, a more appropriate question is, um, not so much about like the quality of the athleticism, but I think there's that like 
association with a brand and some of that mm. status that's provided by being sponsored by whomever, but mm-hmm. especially being sponsored by such an awesome and well-known globally known brand oh, as yeah. the North Face or yes, Smart yes, Wolf yes, yes. is like, it provides a little bit of social capital. Mm. That oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Don't have. Leverage. Yeah. And it's like, would I be okay and, uh, without that status? Mm. And, um, uh, this has been yeah. a, a, a tricky yeah. kind of uh, thing for me to think about and reflect on over mm-hmm. the years. And early on, you know, I, I definitely, I mean, I've always um, benefited from that kind of social capital. Yeah. But I've, over the recent years with some changes in life and maturation and things I've been learning and working on, um, I, I'm fairly confident that I'm in a place where I can fully be myself Um unattached with mm. the idea of being a professional mm. or you know heavily mm. sponsored athlete and mm. i would still be pursuing the training i enjoy the events i enjoy and the life i have because at the end of the day you're a runner uh <laughs> <laughs> not just a runner but yeah, yeah. that's part yeah, of it yeah, yes, but yes, uh, yes, you know yeah. and then at, at the end of the day i don't need to be tied to um yeah. It, you still need I, to be tied to something. Well, it's like part of what I've learned over 10 years, and, and part of it is like I'm I'm an older fellow now, so I'm, I'm not as... Uh, 35? I'm 35 yeah, years old, mm. but I'm less uh, attractive as a, as a sponsored athlete as I'm kind of aging out of the game. Mm. Um, but reg- So par- that kind of biological reality you know, is right. something that I face and it's like, okay, well, and any sponsorship is going to end, you know, I don't know. It's a year by year no. contract. So it, this could be the last year, next year, could right. be the last year, three years ago, whatever. Right. But it's coming to a place of what I'm really seeking is, um, is freedom in a full sense. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and, uh, again, that's easy, you know, f- and I don't mean to be flagrant with that no, term no, no, throwing no. around as a very privileged person, but it's like, can I let go of that feeling of a needing to be known as professional or sponsored by the North Face right. or sponsored by whomever? And it's like, and yeah, still it be sounds okay. cool, but like, one. does it actually change who I am? And um, I believe not. I believe I'm like that's at a place in terms of like, how I'm feeling that uh, I'm like peaceful and content oh with God, just yeah. getting to do my own thing. And, and but I, I love the support, like the support's mm. amazing. And for me, what I've re- also recognized and realized over the recent past years of the um, sponsorships is the most important part about it is not the down jacket mm. or the waterproof pants mm. or the skis that I've received or whatever. It's, the relationships that I've built yes. through these sponsorships mm-hmm. with other athletes, mm-hmm. with um, uh, athlete managers, with That's reps what, uh, and whatnot, and the opportunities those relationships have allowed me to build with land exactly. that I've traveled but to. That's what Michael um, Michael Barker said. He said, uh, people are always asking me, well, what my net worth is. I'm like, that has nothing to do with anything. Ask me what my network is. Sure. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Network is a lot more valuable than any net worth is. That's I right. think that is so important. And that literally just goes back into regardless of whether I'm sponsored or rega- or not, regardless of whether I have money or not, regardless of whatever it may mm-hmm. be. I'm still me. Mm-hmm. You're still Ian. Mm-hmm. You're still Ethan. I'm still Renee. Mm-hmm. 
And honestly, that just makes me feel so much more comfortable. <laughs> Life is amazing <laughs> right now, dude. Like, like so much anxiety That's crazy. just left. That's good. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, I honestly. know we've been sitting here for a minute. I know you have work soon. Um, final piece of advice. Just anything off the top of your head, like something. Don't that chase you money. Don't chase money. What should we chase? <laughs> Do we chase anything? Chase ourselves. Love. Chase love. love. 100%. In what form? 100%. What else <laughs> would you want to chase other than like in what, in giving what f- love and being loved? In, in, in what form though? Everybody. Well, I, I don't know if love has a form. I don't know. Okay. I, this is something okay. I'm learning about. Right but now. love can come in many different like shapes and uh, manifestations Fucking and expressions. Incredible, right? dude. Okay. Yeah. Right? Cause ult- and, and, and I think a large part of it, and I know this will resonate with many people, maybe hopefully everyone, and I know it will for you guys. Like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, um, self love first. Oh, yes, 100%. we preach that right? all we the time. That. Right, but, that. but it's easy to preach, yeah. but it's hard to live. But it's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, Bars. it's hard for me. But right, mm-hmm. like the what I'm pursuing is like chasing love, and not chasing in terms of like grasping and obsessing yeah. or whatever. But like that's the pursuit is the pursuit of love, and for me, that leads to all these other aspects, which are like freedom, happiness, joy, contentment. To me, the way I conceptualize or understand love at present, and I'm always trying to learn more, is that like all of these aspects are parts of love. I cannot wait to rewatch this. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> amazing! I can't wait to edit this. I'm gonna take a new piece of knowledge every time I watch it. <laughs> <laughs> so many layers. But also, and I lived it. <laughs> but also, we could just chat more. Oh, we're you don't hey, have to, hey, you hey, don't no, have to just rewatch the, the old last conversation. Time. You're going to be on this podcast again. I can tell you okay. that right and, now. And if we're going to go for coffee again. You know? All right, let's stop fanboying. <laughs> <laughs> it's not fanboy, bro. This is this is our friend. That's Ian, right. This is our friend. We're friends. We are friends. I Thank That's you right. so much for coming. Being here today. Sharing your thoughts. Reflecting off of our thoughts. Thank you so much. Such an amazing spirit, such an amazing perspective. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Overall, handshake. Oh, (laughs) and he's got it down. Yeah, just like that. Be here. Love you all, guys. Thank Thank you you so much for watching. Like, subscribe, all the YouTube shit, and chase love. Chase love. (laughs) Chase love.